This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So right out the gate, they just don't tell us how many times Peter banged each of these <laughs> what uh, what do we have the pleasure of listening to right now? You know what that is. What is it? Because it's just a sweet, sweet fantasy, <laughs> baby. I'm hitting those high notes. Oh my god, why do you have to clench your jaw? <laughs> I don't know, to hit those Mariah notes. Mm. It's sort of counterintuitive. I guess, should you not do that? Oh, is that oh, not oh, him? Oh, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, ugh. The, the listener can't see Just, uh, the horror of it. Let it loose. Let yeah. it flow. I appreciate these voice coaching lessons. You're, You're kind of like my mentor if I were on The Voice. Adam turned his chair for me, and then here you are. Don't you think that in some ways it's kind of worse if Adam only Adam turns his chair for you than if no one does? Is Adam Levine still on The Voice? I presume. What else is he up to these days? Singing memories? Boning and having babies. <laughs> Who's he boning? That supermodel that he's married oh, to. Oh, good for him, man. Well, like, uh, uh, what's her name? I don't know. She has a weird name. Oh, okay. Yeah, supermodel. So there you go. Bella Hadid. Oh, wait, that's Tyler. Oh, yeah, t- good old Tyler boning. Gigi Hadid. Was it? No, he was with Gigi. He was Gigi. Yeah. Gigi Hadid. So, uh, yeah, speaking of bone-in, we got fantasy suites to discuss. Real quick, we should get uh, some shout-outs out of the way. Sure. Twins, 2016 exclamation point. I suppose I should have just read that with enthusiasm. Uh, Wrote a five-star review in which they said, It's like listening to your parents debrief The Bachelor, but if your parents were really fucking cool. Well, guess what? We are your parents, and we're really fucking cool. We're very disappointed in you. Uh, you need to do your homework. We're not twins. mad. We're just disappointed. <laughs> it's not that you did it. It's that you lied about it. When are you going to get a real job, Twins 2016? Your dreams aren't going to work out. We'll scold you like something sensible. Maybe an accountant. Yeah, maybe a nice sales job. An attorney. Yeah. Maybe a uh, dental hygienist, like a lot of these nice girls. Dental like, hygienist. You don't see that anymore. You don't. They're all pageant queens Used now. To be the number one. It's like uh, on How I Met Your Mother when Barney's talking about the hot girl yeah. jobs. Yep, it was dental hygienist for a while. Now it's just pageant contestant. <laughs> Who knew that pageant contestant was going to swoop in on top of dental assistant? Influencer. Oh, influencer. Yeah, we learned a lot about influencers from Anna's what thirteen-year-old cousin. Uh, we learned about influencers. We learned about a hot new rapper. Guys, I'm going to say it here. You heard it here first. We all need to be listening to Da Baby. Da Baby. We haven't heard any of his songs yet, but he's very big, very hot. What if it's just like, <laughs> my passy. <laughs> it appeals to the kids these days. Wait, his breast milk is giving me runny poop. <laughs> Wait, I'm the baby. 
<laughs> it's uh, you know who it is actually, and they just don't realize it because they're too young. Who? It's that baby dinosaur from the TV show <laughs> Dinosaurs. Why not the he mama? Just gets up on stage and says, "Not the mama." <laughs> Kids go crazy. He's for a it. huge rap artist. I went crazy for that. I tell loved me, dinosaurs when I was a kid. Tell me that you remember the like dark finale oh, of yeah. dinosaurs where yeah. the fucking like apocalypse. Yeah, comes. the dinosaur apocalypse. The meteor comes and they're just like staring at it coming. I yeah. feel like some like writer for Nickelodeon was like fuck this shit. Yeah, well, I think it was one of those shows where like people stopped watching and they're like. Eh, do whatever the fuck you want. Nobody cares. Yeah, it's but like, it was still aimed at children. No, I know, but I don't think anybody like, was it watching. Like if Mr. Rogers just like offed himself <laughs> at the end of Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, hugging himself with his own cardigan. It's like well, uh, it's like that Sesame Street episode where Big Bird uh, struggles with his own mortality. Well, there was a um, Sesame Street episode where the store owner, Mr. Hooper, dies. And to and treat... Big Bird doesn't get it. He's like, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> What's a Big Bird? Bye, bye, Mr. Hooper. That is that not, is not that, Oh, my God. Our uh, listener, Bridge, compared my Trump voice to Napoleon Dynamite. So uh, we'll see what people thought of my Big Bird. Well, let's hear your Big Bird. I feel like I haven't watched enough Sesame Street to yeah. do a Big Bird. Our kids didn't really Yeah, Lila was into Street. Elmo too for Democrat a while. For them. <laughs> too socialist. Hi, Mr. Hooper. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, Mr. Hooper. What about Snuffy? I can do a good... Yeah. Oh, no, Bert. Mr. Hooper died. Mr. Hooper died. <laughs> hey, Bert. Hey, Bert. I need to... Can you make me feel good in my pants? <laughs> <laughs> can you touch my rubber ducky, Bert? I'm sad where my bathing suit covers. <laughs> <laughs> can we get in the bath with rubber ducky? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got a good good Ernie. Mr. Hooper died. That's Elmo. Is that Elmo? I don't know. Let's, let's hear it again. Uh... What should I say, though? I don't know. What was Elmo's goal? Are are we cutting this out? Are we going to cut that really long, awkward (laughs) pause? Or is that that good to go? What about on Daniel Tiger when Daniel Tiger realizes that he's a tiger hanging out with humans? Yeah, and he has that existential crisis. Like, why do I have a tail? (laughs) Yeah. And everybody else has uh, uh, legs and uh, no tail. Spoiler alert. That's actually not Daniel Tiger's tail. That's just his dick. <laughs> <laughs> and it all comes back to the fantasy scene. Yep. They call Daniel Tiger the tripod because he's so well hung. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just compared to Prince Wednesday. Oh, though. yeah. Prince that Wednesday. Guy. Yeah, Prince Wednesday's not going three Prince times. Prince Wednesday's a, a grower, not a shower. Doesn't Prince Wednesday live in a windmill? No, he lives in a castle. No, he Who lives, lives in a castle. A, He's a fucking prince. Doesn't one of them live in a windmill, though? Or maybe well, I'm thinking of the clock owl. factory. It's not Oh the Owl, because he lives in a tree. Okay. Katarina Kitty Cat lives... I don't think anybody lives in a windmill. Maybe I'm just projecting that I want them to be fucking in windmills. Who's the, who's you the other know one? that mom um, and dad tiger are getting busy Well, Daniel Tiger time. lives in like a beach hut. I know, yeah, a cabana. <laughs> he lives, basically lives in the paradise cabana. Hot, hot. <laughs> Surprised that uh, Wells doesn't show up to bartend in that Welcome cabana. Welcome to our Daniel Tiger podcast. <laughs> Who am I forgetting? Alana. Alana? Alana. Miss Alana. Miss Alana. Alana. Miss yeah. Alana. Yeah. Who likes to do things backwards. Yeah. Oh, you know what? So does Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe likes to uh, enter in the rear sometimes. Anna, Anna and I call this the Miss Elena. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's cool, Madison. I I didn't have real sex yeah. with Anna, and we just Miss Elena. 
Hannah Ann's still a Catholic virgin. It's cool. Everything's fine. We found a loophole around it. Okay, you're not allowed to steal jokes from Garfunkel and Oates. That's a that's a phrase. Mm, okay. Yeah. First of all, we steal jokes from Garfunkel and Oates all the time. All the time. When we say sports go sports. Secondly, I feel like they're using a... But we give um, them credit for that. They're using a well-known phrase, the Catholic Virgin. All right, sure. Yeah, which I know all about as someone who knows very little yes. about Catholics. Yeah, someone who is uh, was raised Protestant, as I like to say. Okay, so uh, what we want to... Oh, real quick, uh, shout out to... We have uh, 0.5 of our listeners come from Australia, but it wouldn't break down where Good they come day, from. Good day, mate. Top of the morning to you. Oh, gotta get some veggie, right? <laughs> but, I'm gonna spread it on my toast, eh? <laughs> we had avocado toast. Um, yeah, but uh, I did want to give a shout out to our one listener in Cummings, Georgia, in honor of it being Fantasy Suites Week and also in honor of the night the lights went out in Georgia, uh, winning the Twitter poll of Best know, Reba Song. I couldn't say this in so many words on Facebook, but thank you to those of you who voted for Fancy. And I feel like we all know The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia is a basic bitch Reba song. No way. That is crazy. Absolutely it that is. That is insane. It's perfectly fine to believe that Fancy is the better song, but ba- did you see that video that came with The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia? It's a complex narrative. That ain't no basic bitch Reba song. You guys are the basic bitches of the Reba oeuvre. How do you say that no. word? Oeuvre? Oeuvre. 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 It's not oeuvre. Oeuvre. You really got to lean into the oeuvre. Yeah, well, I mean, I bet all of y'all that voted for the nights went out, the lights went out in Georgia also like rose gold and pumpkin spice lattes. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Drinking Same. a uh, craft IPA right, over here. Good songs. They're both, they're good, both songs. good songs. Yeah, nobody's d- dogging on fan. I was the one singing fancy. All right, we're ten minutes in and we haven't done any talk about boning yet. Substantial talk about boning. So let's get into it. All right, Madison says that Peter doesn't know how much she's struggling with the fantasy suites. Uh, Madison is. Super unclear with, well, just in this whole episode, but especially in this first scene. So in the first scene, we're still in the airport hangar. Uh, Airport hangar? Airport hangar. Airplane hangar, yeah. We know aviation terminology. Peter's ready to put the hang in (laughs) hangar. Peter's ready to enter their hangars, if you know what we mean. Um, And she pulls them aside, as we saw last week in our cliffhanger, and... She, you know, this whole time, I feel like we've been giving Victoria F. guff about not being able to get a complete sentence out. Oh, we're giving her guff. Uh, Madison is also way up there. Yeah. No, I agree. This is very unclear to the point Peter's like, what are you asking? I don't know what you're telling me right now. I kind of need to know. And Peter's like, just please, God, be clear. Right. Like, tell me. Peter actually kind of sort of had a backbone. In this scene where he's like, Absolutely explain did. what you're saying Words to me. mean things, right, Madison. Yeah. Use, he's like us when we're talking to our kids. Yeah. Use your words. Use your words. Use your words. Tell us what you want. And instead she's like, um, in no way do I want to like give you an ultimatum. 
newsflash, that's what you did. Yeah. <laughs> and tell you what you can or can't do. But for me, uh, actions speak um, like louder than words. Like, and I'm just um, really big on that. Um, yeah, that's totally cool. I know exactly um, what Madison wants you to do. Yeah. Um, um, oh, cool. Yeah. Great. Well, this goes back to what you were talking about last week with her family and that she's just like clearly unable to talk about this. All of them in are. A frank... And so to be fair to Madison, clearly she was raised in a household where maybe communication wasn't the biggest thing. Yeah. Wasn't their biggest deal. Yeah. Maybe maybe <laughs> uh, frog gigging was your biggest deal. <laughs> you don't need a lot of communication Maybe when you're your gigging. biggest deal was finding just the right moisturizer routine so that you look like a 20-year-old man <laughs> when, in fact, you are 55. Yeah. So um, Peter is saying that it's not really fair to the relationships that he has to lay out whatever this ultimatum is that he doesn't understand. Uh, overlaying the whole thing is what our closed captioning described as foreboding music. You got that right, closed dun, captions. Dun-dun-dun. Um, I mean, I think we should just talk about this a little bit in terms of bigger picture. Sure. Oh, sorry. I accidentally stepped on the dog. You killed the dog. Uh, <laughs> now, come on. Dead. The dog is fine, listener. Uh, where do you stand on this whole thing? Because I've got some complex thoughts. Okay, so... I I do well ultimately for me and I actually I saw a lot of people discussing this on Twitter and I don't think my thoughts are that different from theirs. I think the, so to me the bottom line is these people just don't have the same sexual values and I don't think that they belong together both for that reason and because they can't communicate about it very clearly. Um I thought that it was interesting that this is in some ways, a parallel of the Luke P situation, but without the like tos- toxic masculinity and like patriarchy stuff thrown in. Though you could argue that Madison is yeah, like, the it's opposite a dub- side of that coin. It's a double standard. Right. I mean, for everyone who is so obviously, Luke P is far less likable than Madison. Are they asking something that's vastly different of the lead? No. But they're asking it in a different way, which I think makes a difference. I think it's really, really shitty to make it to the top three and then drop this. Well, that's part of it. It's like, well, I don't understand. I have somewhere in my notes. Why are you on this show? Like, I don't don't get. Like, I absolutely, I don't even, I'm not going to say that. Because, you know, I was texting my friend Jennifer. Whoop, whoop. Shout out, Jennifer. Uh, about this earlier just tonight. Like, you don't know who who The Bachelor is going to be when you go on that show. So what if it was... What if Colton and... God, what's her face? Cassie. Cassie had broken up by the time that this season started. And they were like, oh, actually, it's going to be Colton again. He's like, back again. Yeah, or like, I mean, I know clearly a long shot, but what if it was Luke P? You don't know who The Bachelor is going to be when you sign up. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, she shouldn't have gone on this show because this show is all about sex. Like, it is and it isn't. I feel like Colton was a virgin. 
I think everyone knew going into it that he probably wasn't going to bone on the fantasy right. suite dates. And there have been, um, like, I mean, way back, uh, Emily. Emily did not sure. have sex yep. on the fantasy suite mm-hmm. date. She made it clear <laughs> from the beginning, like, she wasn't going to do that. Yeah. And Rachel makes it very clear in one of her podcast episodes that she, like, watched the final four with the producer <laughs> instead of having sex with one of her people. Eric. So it was even... Even people that are perfectly and fine Tyler with having sex. And Tyler and Hannah didn't have sure. sex. Okay, which, okay. So, like, I, I don't think people are dead wrong when they're like, this show is all about sex. But I also think there are enough instances you can point to to say, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with someone coming on the show as a virgin and being like, this is, these are my values, like, this is where I stand. Again, to me, what Madison did that was so deceitful and what I would frankly be really pissed about if I were Peter is waiting until this week to drop this bombshell. Like, that's just unfair. Sure. Well, so there is there's a couple issues at play here. The thing that she says that makes the most sense of anything that she says is I can't wrap my head around being down on one knee and six days ago you slept with someone else like that makes Total sense to me. Like, why are you proposing to me when you just banged two other women? 99% of the show won't make sense to you if you try to make it sound logical. Why are you going on all these dates around the world with someone who's also making out with five other girls sometimes in front of you? Like, I, I, I agree with that, but... Yeah, no shit, Madison. The entire show premise is absurd. Right. And it doesn't mimic or mirror what it's like to actually date someone in the real world. Like, it's not meant to. No, I know. So, but again, that that goes back to the why Why was this your chosen route for finding love? No, absolutely. But that goes back to what I think, which is if she knew that at the end of this she wanted a proposal, and if she knew that she wouldn't want a proposal from someone who had slept with other women, I think that when she started to make top eight, mm-hmm. top even top 10, like, right. I think she owed it to him to be like, look, heads up, this is how I feel about sex. I'm saving myself for marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, I will not accept a proposal from someone who has slept with other girls. Like, fucking to you, Peter would have viewed her differently sure. in this process. Well, and even, she knew that. She knew she yeah. was a contender. Yeah. And that's why she purposefully has not told him until now. Even hometowns would have been a fine time to do that when her family told her to do it. Yep. So, no, I agree with that. I don't feel bad for her. No, I don't feel bad for her. Again, I think my bottom line is I don't think that these two, despite their other compatibilities, like at one point Peter says, I don't see how we can move forward from this. Correct. Of course not. I don't see how you can either. I think that that's why, again, to me, it was an unfair thing for Madison to do. Because she's worked herself into, you know, a top three spot. I mean, possibly even the top spot. And she's concealed a large part of, like, her personality. Sure. Well, can we talk about another two issues that are at play here? Which is the producers both housing the women all together 
for what I think is a, an unusual circumstance, right? I don't it's think it's the they first usually... time they've done that, and the producers spoke on it in an interview. Okay, and they said like that basically sometimes you have a bachelor or bachelorette who is indecisive, and you have to create situations where you force them to be upfront or be decisive, which I think is exactly what they did here. And I don't think they're actually referring to Peter necessarily. I think they're talking about Madison. Yeah. Well, and then there's also the issue of putting her last. Of course. I mean, again, this is all like But that's what contrived. they did with Luke P, too. Sure, contrived drama, you know, which the entire show is. I guess I'm not... I agree Madison should have been upfront about this earlier, and then Peter could have made a more informed choice. Um, I'm not... I don't fault her in the same way that I do Luke P. Maybe that's unfair of me to Luke P. That's reverse sexism. It's just rampant. Men are the real victims in today's society. It's just harder to be a man. Um, Because she didn't seem... She gave the same ultimatum, but I think where Luke P. got in trouble was he seemed so judgmental. Which was especially rich coming from someone who by his own accounts was a real fuck machine freshman year (laughs) of college. Um, well, I think the other thing that actually sells me more on... Stop messing with your foot. I'm itching my leg. It's itchy. I don't like that. That's itchy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think actually Luke P, for all his faults, maybe seemed a little more like um, adamant in his... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Convictions. Convictions. Yeah, sure. thank you. Um, I don't know. Like, okay, Madison, if you can't be with someone who slept with somebody else, oh, like leave then, you right. know, like don't right. go and sulk outside and like wait for Peter to come out mm-hmm. to you. I don't know. I just feel like that's, I don't know. She doesn't, I don't think that they need to end up together. They don't right. seem well paired. Somebody needs to be the adult in the situation. And it's obviously not going to be Peter, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be Madison either. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, they're left on a cliffhanger about what's going to happen. Also, the the thing that was nice about Luke P. and Hannah was that it was actual interesting drama. This was just like people being sad. And for like an hour. I mean, right. how much footage do right. we need of them like, I don't know what to say. Me neither. Let's cry. And again, like, she kept saying, you know, like, I don't want to feel like a bad person for the standards that I've set, and I'm not going to apologize for who I am. Like, cool. Nobody's asking you to, but fucking leave. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> turn and walk away. And, well, and you, you've you got a good point about the difference in Luke P. and uh, Madison, which is Madison has the, like, really weak conviction of, like, someone who inherited this belief system, whereas Luke P. has the fervor of, like, a newly converted I saw God in the shower person. (laughs) Right. And there is a huge... I mean, we saw that last week where the parents were like, have you told them about your decision that you made all on your own with no help? Yeah, when you were eight and your dad... When you decided to make a decision as a child about your own virginity. Right, about your sexuality. Yeah, so, I mean, you're right. She's seemed, despite saying that she doesn't want to apologize for it, she doesn't seem as sold as Luke P. did, for better or worse. Um, I think that Luke P. is the worst person. Well, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, like, nobody's arguing that, 
you know, that Luke P and Madison are the same. They're not. Like, she's way more likable. Mm -hmm. But I think that she made a bad decision in this. I think that it was, I think, and, you know, I don't like Peter, but I think she put him in a shitty position. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Especially, I mean, if you're Peter, you know, you're going to Bone Town like Mm -hmm. once a week, you know, more than that. We've, I mean, it's all stuff we've already said. Like, yeah. he's keeping condoms in his car. He's fucking four times in yeah. a windmill. And really, you think he's not going to have sex in the fantasy Well, of course. Space? And, like, I mean, why else did he keep Victoria around? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, so I agree. And, I mean, we talked about Hannah Ann last week. Like, what's her stance? But she was down to clown. She was like, it's going to be a long night. And she's like, listen... Let's do whatever. I'm not gonna ask. I'm not gonna ask what happens at the end of this. She really. I honestly, I thought Hannah Ann came out pretty good in this episode. Yeah. Um. I mean, we can. Sh- you want to talk sure. specifically about? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Hannah Ann does have the first one-on-one. We learn that the girls are all staying together in the mm-hmm. fantasy suite. Uh, fantasy suite week. I'm sorry. Victoria says it's <laughs> They kept them in the fantasy yeah. suite. Yeah. Here, the, Hannah and I are going to go over here on the bed. Y'all just hang out here. Nobody Eat some of this dessert. Or do. Or, or join us. There's a wrinkle. Yeah, it's a fantasy suite. So just everyone's in the fantasy suite at once. So Peter comes in and says, Good day, Shayla's. <laughs> His Australian accent is worse than ours. Why are Australian women called Sheila's? I don't know. That was my first uh, time that I've ever heard that phrase. Is that something that was familiar to you? I'm Googling it. Okay. Sheila, Australian slang for woman, is derived from the Irish girl's name Sheila, anglicized Sheila, my grandmother's name. Oh, it is now considered to be derogatory. <laughs> it is rarely used. Peter was basically calling them all sluts. Yeah. yeah. What's up, hoes? Yeah. <laughs> My bitches! Hey, Madison. Um, yeah, okay. So um, it was super awkward that they were staying all together, which, of course, is what the producers wanted. But I did note there was a lot of the, like, oh, you look cute. No, you look cute. Oh, I love your outfit. Like, like interaction. Oh, Victoria, you look so skinny. You look really thin. <laughs> you look great. You look so tan, Madison. Yeah. Madison did look really tan. She did look tan. Um, yeah, there was a lot of that sort of like, is that like false night? Like, what? how would you classify that? Niceties. Mm-hmm. And then just like those followed by awkward silence and then someone will walk in the room. Um, In this case, Peter calling them all Sheila's. So Hannah Ann gets to go on the first fantasy suite date. Uh She says that she hopes that it's a long day and night. Ooh. I feel you, girl. Yeah, well, and she says, I hope he's ready. So yeah, she's good to go. She saw uh, Hannah B's season and she knows what she's about to get. She knows what's what. Yeah, she knows what's coming three to four times. Three plus one. (laughs) See, now you're on board with me, with my math and the way of doing things. Um, So they go jet skiing around. Hannah says that it was one of those moments where it was just like, we're living life. Uh, Then Peter says, meeting your family just felt so right. Really, Peter? Where the dad hated you? <laughs> I have really yeah, in all caps a lot in my notes. Gave in right away versus Madison's, who was oh. still not sure. Uh, yeah, who was still not given in. Madison and her dad, neither of them are given in on this. Um, 
Peter and Hannah Ann were what on the beach or something, wearing just their their swimwear. And I noticed Peter's stomach is like concave when he sits in a, a particular position. Like so I, I feel like sinks in. yeah, like sinks in. Yeah, go back and review the footage. Um, you know, body shame him when they were on the jet skis. I feel like Hannah Ann looked so bored. But then when they were on the beach, Peter said that he loved looking over and seeing that huge smile on her face. <laughs> I just, everyone on everyone at this point in the show has zero personality. I, I don't know. I've, Hannah Ann, I actually feel like, has been, like, developing personality backwards. Like, like actually, losing personality? Well, yeah, like, remember in the first night when she does that, like, master manipulation on... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, one of the girls. Yeah, her like judo move. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck. Like, don't yeah. fuck with this girl. And Who's now, this girl with the dark mind powers? Yeah, yeah. I feel like she's just like super blah. Yeah. No, I mean they are I do think that Peter, other than Victoria, Peter has a type of like nice super blah. You know, like I do think that's kind of his thing, and that fits with It's just weird him. to me because I don't feel like that's Hannah B at all. No, it's not Hannah B at all, and that's maybe why. Those two really belong together. Who? Hannah B. and Peter. I feel like that's his true love and he's settled for Mm. these boring women in the meantime. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, I don't even have a lot to say about all of of Hannah Ann's The Day. I mean, she's she's young. She's nice. I feel like, honestly, if she were a little older, she would probably be the best choice of the three for him. Yeah. But I don't think that she is going to take... Take the final rose. I mean, again, she tells him if he sleeps with some of the other girls, quote, I will put forth that sacrifice and understanding and that patience. And he's like, that means so much to me. It means so much to me that you'll let me bone these other chicks. Just let me, just let me bone them just a little bit. Yeah, just like maybe five or six times. And then I'll come right back to you. I mean, again, we've talked about this before. It's a ridiculous situation that, you know... He gets to like sleep with all these women to pick pick the one that he wants, but whatever. Um, they also, when they kiss, they do a little noozle where they uh, rub their noses together. A little, Aww, Eskimo, a little kiss. Eskimo kiss. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, I did one. The only thing that Hannah Ann did that I really liked was when Peter pulls out the uh, like fantasy suite card. She's like, Roop! like she makes a sound effect <laughs> yeah, of him doing too. it. I'm and like, oh, like, that oh, was cute. She's being funny. Yeah, she's being like, fun. Roop! Yep, making little noises. Um, Hannah Ann says, when I do let someone in, I'm all in. Oh, she's letting them all in. She's letting them in. All the way. Front door, back door, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever counts. You know I got to get a little bit racier for Mm. the Fantasy Suite episode. The semen jokes are coming, gang. Don't worry. Then she says, when I look at him, it's like a reflection of my heart. (laughs) I'm looking at my heart. Well, so here's the quote as I read it, as I had it. When I look at him, it's like a reflection of my heart looking at my heart. Is this like a trick mirror thing where the mirrors go on forever? Like my heart looking at itself in an infinite regress of hearts looking at each other? um, That terrible commercial with Jake Gyllenhaal with the Cummins poem. Oh, God, that is a terrible commercial. Uh, What? We're just going to have to play it. Yeah, we'll play put some of that in there. Play the commercial. This is not a real <laughs> ad. This is not a sponsor. This is not one of our sponsors. Thank you, Ikea and Bud Light, our <laughs> real sponsors. Here's the fake one. Here's the deepest secret that nobody knows. 
Oh, they're looking for you. Here's the root of the root and the bud of the bud. The sky of the sky. Of a tree called life. All right, so that's terrible. Pretty terrible. Yeah, they do not sponsor us. Um, yeah, no, uh, then uh, she says, literally, I'm just so in love with this man. Literally. They all seem very smitten at this point. Like all the women do. And Peter is just flat out like breaking the bachelor rule, at least in his own mind, of being like, I'm in love with all of them. I don't think that's breaking the rule anymore. Yeah, right. Who broke that ground for us? Nick Vial really pioneered that. I can just tell as many women as I want that I love it them. It was Ben Higgins. Oh, okay. Maybe before you just start spouting false information. <laughs> Gonna fact check. Fake news. A Russian <laughs> bot over here. It was Ben Higgins. Okay, thank you. Uh, but Ben just said it to two of the girls. Peter's all in. He's all in. Well, that was the other thing when Madison was like, I just can't do this if you slept with other women. Like, he says he's in love with all of them. He needs some reason to eliminate someone. Like, wouldn't this be an opportunity to be like, well, uh, somebody's got to go. Well, we have this insurmountable obstacle in front of us. I feel like that's the other weird thing about Madison, and not surprisingly, because this was a little bit the same with Luke. It's all about the sex. So, like, oh, well, okay, Madison, would you be okay with him saying I love you to another girl a week before he proposes to you? Right, like, yeah. It's that obnoxious mindset of, like, sex being both more important but also less important than Madison is making it out right. to be, you know? Right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And she does, I mean, you know, we'll get to this when she gets, when they get to their portion, but she says, like, I've... <laughs> worked really hard to overlook all sorts of things. And this is just kind of like the one thing that I can't. And so I do get that. But again, I would circle back around to the argument of like, Madison, if you really feel like you've had to toss your values aside for the whole time you've been on this show, maybe this isn't the Uh show for you. Right. And again, is this the fact that this is your hill to die on? Right. Says a lot. All right. Victoria gets the next fantasy suite date. Yeah. Can we mention a couple quick things sure. about their... Of course. So Hannah Ann, I thought they got the nicest fantasy suite oh. of the two. They got that penthouse and Victoria just got like that little cottage or whatever. That's what Plus, you get when you're a troublemaker for the whole <laughs> season. You don't get the uh, rooftop hot you're tub. You're not a nice girl, Victoria. <laughs> Only nice girls get the hot tub. <laughs> and also when uh, Peter opened the champagne and Hannah Ann said, that was a good pop. I bet she said that again later. What? Right in my face. That, that was a pop. You're supposed to be into I'm, the I'm talking in the mic. Okay, I'm talking in the mic. And then I did really love... When they cut back to oh, Madison the, and Victoria, yeah. and she's like, it's weird that they're getting ready for the dinner portion right now. And Victoria's just like, or well, ready, ready to-, to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Way to stir shit up, Victoria. Or ready to fuck. Maybe they're fucking right now. Just picture it, Madison. Just think about it. When they go out to the hot tub and then they get ready to go back in, Peter says, all right, shall we explore inside? <laughs> yes, we shall. Oh, yes, we shall. I feel yeah. like the fantasy suite dates... Everything is a double entendre. Yep. Oh, double entendre. Well, and then they have the silhouettes of Hannah Ann's hands, like, against the it's like frosted glass. It's like a sex scene from, like, Melrose Place. I know, yeah. <laughs> very 90s, very sultry. Models Inc. I heard that they uh, raised Aaron Spelling from the dead just to produce that one <laughs> to little To film part. this, yeah. yep. 
They're like, we got to get Aaron Spelling in here. Can we get some smooth jazz to overlay this whole thing? Nobody does frosted glass like Spelling. <laughs> spelling invented sex hands on frosted glass. Okay, so Hannah Ann comes back the next day and they say... I don't know. Let's drop it right here. Sure. Yeah. So that was that. Um, Hannah Ann comes back and they say, you look really cute, girl. But she's wearing one of like 27 outfits The girls that tell she Hannah brought. Ann that she looks tan. Yeah. She's like, yeah, sex makes me tan. It's my sex glow. <laughs> yeah, they're like, there's just something different about you. It's like you were pounded all night oh long. <laughs> they do not say that. They, that's in between the lines. If you read between the lines of what they're saying, Blurred that's what lines. they said. Blurred lines. You know you want it. Speaking of Australia, Robin Thicke's follow-up album, Paula, to the Blurred Lines album, sold 12 copies in Australia. Hmm. 12. I didn't know that. Because it was so abysmally bad that I remember that. Stat. I don't mind Robin Thicke. Controversial opinion. Very controversial opinion. I like the song Blurred Lines. If I want a thick, I'll take Alan. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, Alan Thicke is dead. Well, I we still have eight seasons of Growing Pains or whatever to enjoy him. What is this world where Fred Willard is still hobbling <laughs> around? You've got fucking Elise out there living it up. And Alan Thicke is dead. Dead at like 54 or something. Yeah, no. he... He was, 60s. oh my God, there's no way that he was 54. Google it. Google you, how go, old he Google was. It. You Googleize Google Allen plus thick plus date plus of plus death. Let's see. Okay, hold on. How old was he? 69. Okay, uh, was yeah, very sure. close. That's 54. 69. Oh, yeah. Of course, of course Alan Thicke was 69. Yeah, you know he was. Yeah. A sexual monster <laughs> till the end. Fun fact, he died of a 69. <laughs> they said that it was hockey, but that's just what they call it up north. The old hockey sticks. Uh, <laughs> he died as he lived fucking it up <laughs> where were we no I'm I'm really enjoying you know Leonardo DiCaprio credits Alan Thicke to teaching him how to pick up women sure because yeah. of on growing pains yeah because of growing pains yeah so now and then Kirk models, Cameron was like y'all are going to hell he was like guys I'm gonna go on a show one day and refuse to have sex with someone <laughs> What was that? The Bachelor. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He uh, actually coached Madison through this whole process. Uh, where are well, we? Well, you know what? Joke is on Leonardo DiCaprio and deceased Alan Thicke when they get left behind. Well, they're already. Leo could still get left behind. Alan Thicke is already dead. So I know. He can't that get was left the joke. Behind. That was part of the joke. Oh, but okay. thanks. Okay. Yeah, thank yeah, you. No, that's uh, sometimes I like to explain things explain to the listener my, to mansplain. Yeah. yeah, some of your jokes. Uh, yeah. Oh goodness, where are we here? You take it. Okay, so Victoria gets the next date because they got to put Madison at the end so she can, uh, you know, be at the end of this lot, this fuck train. 
So what, they go in a helicopter ride? We were just talking about how Alan Thicke is dead. I know that Alan Thicke is dead. Do you think I don't know how the apocalypse works? I was wondering. No, yeah. I do know okay. that. The obvious, what, you think people that are already dead are getting left behind? I mean, you know, I just was, I was, you know, I should have been a little more careful. I, just, now uh, I'm going to get all sweaty. <laughs> I know how it works. Okay. Well, uh, in fact, I've been told that I will be left behind. Oh, there you go. So you uh, know what? Well, you and Leo DiCaprio both are going to be left behind. You are too. Yeah. You're not coming? No, all of us. Well, I feel like I'm just going to be dead. Within like the first five minutes of whatever kind of apocalypse we're dealing with, religious Ugh, or zombie Ella, stop. or otherwise. Cattle dog, yeah. look in the floor. I think I'll be with Alan Thick on this one, whatever happens. In hell. In hell, right, but dead, mm. not left behind. So if you're left behind, you're left to die in the like flames of the apocalypse. That's right, I'm just you saying. You still die. Yeah, yeah, I'm, but you could last a long time. If you're left behind, well, you can you live gonna, out the rest of your life. Are you going to kill yourself? I'm just saying I don't. I don't like my odds in any kind of apocalyptic scenario. I don't care for my. I don't odds think you know what's what. <laughs> I, I don't think, think you, you know, know your head from your ass in the apocalypse. <laughs> I think you walk around acting like oh, Mister Big Church of Christ guy, <laughs> acting like you know who the four horsemen are, and I don't think you know it. Who I'd the like, four horsemen are? I'd like for you and Luke P to challenge yourselves to, <laughs> to, a, to a, a Bible off. trivia off. <laughs> yeah. I think the only thing that's been left behind here is my common sense. Okay, oh, you want to talk about this Victoria situation? Jealous that Luke P got to hear God in the show. I know. And you didn't. Where was he for me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ryan, fuck you. Here I am, Lord. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> is it I, Lord? No, it's Luke P. That's why I talk to him in the shower. All right, where are we with this whole shit show? Victoria. Victoria. Okay, so uh, yeah, they go on the helicopter ride. Um, again, these individual dates are pretty boring. We get uh, Madison and Peter climbing that tower later. Um, Victoria but tells Peter, well, first Peter says, we're still here. We both choose each other. <laughs> I feel like it was like The Simpsons where, uh, what's that kid's name? No. You Ralph. I choo choo choose you. <laughs> you choo choo choose me. Oh, Victoria. <laughs> um, and Victoria in turn tells Peter, once I get invested in someone, it's like game over. <laughs> For that person's yes. spouse. Right. <laughs> For their marriage. Yeah, um, Peter said, I really saw the fight in you. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, Sean. we all saw that. Yeah. Peter also says that he feels terrible about not being able to meet her family. I actually regret that as well because they seemed kind of They funny. seemed great when they're like, I'm not calling Dad Pilot was Pete. Like, Pilot Pete? No way. No yeah, way. I'm not calling. Yeah, they seem like the delight. Like, are you going to get Nana's kisses? <laughs> Nobody likes Nana's kisses, but she You have to do it. She on giving Fun fact, Nana's going on that senior bachelor show that they're creating. Her and Elise are going to compete for the same man. Fun fact number two, Nana has chlamydia. <laughs> she was featured in a 2020 special. She got it on a uh, over 60 Seniors swingers cruise. <laughs> Seniors at sandals. Um, oh, 
the Victoria. only thing I'm wearing is a tan line. <laughs> Come here for Nana's kisses. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. They're really sloppy. <laughs> Does anyone want to wear this original <laughs> on your dick? <laughs> They'll make your mouth real watery. <laughs> Yeah, Peter went to the uh, fantasy suite, thought Victoria was going to be there, but it was Nana. <laughs> Surprise, Peter. Oh, before you go down on me, tuck your napkin in. <laughs> you gotta be a gentleman. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Ooh, so where, woo, where are we? All right. Um, they they do seem to actually be having fun. And I'll say, like, the last little clip that we got at the end of this episode, I liked them. Yeah. When Peter was talking about the, like, looking for the monkey and then Victoria jumps out right. and scares him. Yeah, no, that was good. Yeah, I Well, and they had, like, what appeared to be, like, an adult conversation about their mm, communication. I mean, I mean, for The Bachelor. Graded well, on a curve. I wouldn't say for The Bachelor. I was going to say for the two of them. Yeah. I mean, it's all relative. Right. But, uh, no, I thought in general they, they this was sort of the best we've seen them. I at, just I don't think. get, can you imagine being that way where, like, anytime someone asks you a question, you start crying? Uh, no. Like, what an exhausting I know. existence. Yeah, that, that must be rough. Um, or when some, whenever someone says any kind of statement, you just say, Stop! She did that about five times in this episode on top of when she did it last episode. We're going on a helicopter. Stop! Okay, Victoria, we will. We're not going on the helicopter anymore. I don't think she means it literally. Oh, she doesn't mean it literally? I don't think so. Yeah, and then later in the fantasy suite, it was, Don't stop! I don't like that. That's your Victoria? (laughs) That's my Victoria now. That does not sound anything like her. (laughs) That is unfair to her. I don't think that impression I mean, is any good. If we're known for one thing, it's our impressions and our it is the fidelity our of our impressions, impeccable accents and impressions. We are craftsmen and women when it comes to impressions. My Pacino, hua, hua. Are you talking to me? <laughs> Do your Christopher Walken. The devil went down to Georgia. (laughs) 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 Do you have like a Woody Allen? What do you got for us? (laughs) (laughs) Please take my wife. (laughs) (laughs) That's your danger field. I don't get no respect. Nobody respects me. (laughs) I told a woman not to do other guys. She did them all in the fantasy suite. (laughs) I get no respect. (laughs) (laughs) You might be a redneck. <laughs> yeah, see? These are good. These are good. Okay, so where hey, are we in this? Good day, Sheila's. <laughs> oh, man. Um. All right. I want to say. Okay. I'm not a fan of Victoria, but Peter gets this, like, weird, like, tough guy attitude with her. That I don't like. Because when she's trying to... She's obviously someone who has trouble finding the words that she needs to express how she feels. Mm -hmm. And I felt like Peter was super gentle and like patient with Madison. Mm -hmm. Which might be because Madison has not tested his patience this entire season. 
But with Victoria, like, I felt like she would be trying to find the words. And she, anytime she would say, I don't know, because he asked her specifically in this instance, uh-huh. he said, why didn't you feel good enough in these relationships that you were in? And she said, I don't know. And he goes, you do know. <laughs> you know what you did. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like Peter is, um, he seems like, well, we've talked about this before. As you are. He's an overcorrector. He's an overcorrector. Yep. That that is correct. Yeah, he swings from one extreme to the other too quickly. Too little backbone, too like too overaggressive. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Peter says this dinner conversation is a huge turning point for us. Nothing's taken us down yet. I did like when he referenced the monkey howling. I thought that was cute when mm-hmm. he was like, this sh- should be, yeah, he was making some point about chemistry that I didn't even understand. And then he was like, the monkey, the monkey agrees with me. The monkey, the monkey. Um, Victoria says, I am falling in love with you. And I don't know, tonight, just like, yeah. <laughs> That's the man, the words that every man dreams of hearing. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, stop. <laughs> Ooh, that's a. I think the. I, I think the really listener don't like that. I think the listener can hear that glare that you're giving me right now. <laughs> it's so audible. Uh, Victoria also at one point is sobbing and using her dress hem to wipe oh. away her tears. Oh, that makes me sad. Well. I bet she's going commando. She's like, does this turn you on? Yeah, getting ready for the fantasy suite. Uh, can we jump back to when uh, Hannah Ann and uh, Madison have this conversation? About, Absolutely. Yeah, because we got some good lines there. So they're kind of cutting back and forth. At one point, they cut and make it look like Madison and Hannah Ann have been talking about this the entire time that Peter and Victoria have been boning. But, um, yeah, Madison basically says... Um, that uh, she t- gave Peter this ultimatum. And you can just like see the wheels in Hannah Ann's head turning. And she's like, what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah. here? And then she says, it's truly madness. It's just madness. Yeah, something <laughs> like that line too. It's like a southern hair like, it's madness. Oh, Eloise. Eloise, it is madness, isn't it, dog? Her. Yeah. All right. Um, well, she can't hear. She doesn't where know. Where are I'm doing. we? Because I had that in my notes too. This was before Peter makes the joke about the monkey. There was a lot of weird cutting back and forth in this episode. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I see that. I see yeah. that. It's truly madness. Like it's just madness. <laughs> madness. I swear. Where's the fainting couch? Yeah, Hannah Ann is not having this situation at all. Um, <clears throat> cutting back to Victoria, they head to the, um, fantasy suite and, uh, yeah, it looks like a good time. Heading to Bone Town, yeah. population two. Uh, so what, again, we don't get his count on these. What, he had to have done them both more than once. I mean, that's his uh, we're MO. We're not told that. I feel like the women were extremely unforthcoming. Extremely tight-lipped. Yeah. In this episode. Well, Once they got out of the fantasy suites. Or maybe, I mean, he did have them literally back-to-back. Well, not literally back-to-back. One after the other. Whereas usually you get a couple days in between. So maybe he was a little spent by the time Victoria rolled around. He uh, could have used... Well, he only had Hannah Ann. 
Yeah, but I mean, usually they get a day or two, I guess. Maybe he's just ready to go. Plus, if he's using our sponsor, KY, or hell, our sponsor, IKEA. Let's just throw all our sponsors in at Kroger, this point. <laughs> Budweiser. Love, you know what gets you in the mood? Yeah, Bud Light. You know what gets you in the mood for sex? Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> a trip to Kroger where you buy a bunch of Bud Lights. Thank you, sponsors. We love you. We will always drop in uh, subliminal placements like this for you. Very natural, organic product placements. Before I bone, I go to Kroger <laughs> for 50 cents off grapes. <laughs> um, all right. Madison says that with her and Peter, it's a black and white situation of hearts full or hearts break. I hope it's not hearts break. Maddie, you are a poet. You don't even know <laughs> Did it. she do that in your uh, poetry workshop? Is that what you do in poetry workshop? It's not a real class like my tech writing class. <laughs> Is that me? That's yeah. as good as my Victoria That's impression. You. Everyone should take professional writing. <laughs> yep, that's me. Fuck you. Yeah, this is uh, Maybe the four she did star. Write it in my poetry workshop. This is the four star Anna's too mean comments that uh, uh, is getting us four stars star instead review. of five. Ryan deserves everything that Anna gives him. <laughs> Author and more. Anna Lowe Weber. <laughs> five stars. Okay, so do we have anything else to say about any of this? Really, it seems like we talked over the. About Victoria? Well, Victoria, any. I mean, so Victoria, do we have, we talked about the Madison ad nauseum. We haven't talked about their date. Or okay, anything. you want to talk about their date? Jesus date's? Christ. I'm what really is this? rushing through this. Anarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm certainly yeah, not Peter because I'm rushing through this. Uh, call me Putin because I'm a <laughs> Russian. <laughs> Just call me Bernie, guys. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh it's getting political. Oh, I know some of you probably watched the debates. We didn't because we went out for sushi. All right, you ready? Yeah. Quick, quick take. Okay. Hot take. Okay. Which Democratic candidate would be the most fun in the fantasy suites? Ooh, good. Okay. Um, Definitely not Elizabeth Warren, even though I love her. Yeah. That's not who you want to take to the fantasy suite date. I don't think. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. She's too no-nonsense. Yeah, she's down to business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's also, she's not taking off that pantsuit. You got to work around it. Um, <laughs> I think that, uh, can it be people who are, have already been cut? What was that like? Sure. Mystical one. Are we counting Beto? (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Beto. I heard Beto always wears a cowboy hat. And (laughs) And he talks in a terrible uh, Spanglish accent. (laughs) Yeah, I think the the sexiest candidates have already been cut. Um, Yeah. Who's left? I would say. I'm sorry, are we watching the same debates? Is Biden still? Uh, well, you've got your old man thing. We're Biden about would come sex up. Sex appeal alone. I mean, Biden would come up and hug you from behind. I mean, what's not be sexy like, about that? Like put on a pair of aviators. <laughs> Speaking of Werther's originals, yeah, I'm here for it. I know you are. Biden's right in your age range. Yeah. 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 No, nothing, I can't deny nothing it. Nothing wrong with I it. Can't yeah. Deny it. Um, all right. Madison? Madison, yeah. So, uh... Well, Victoria comes home, and she says um, that their date... She tells the girls that their date was, quote-unquote, productive. Productive, indeed it was, Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Uh, yes, yeah, so Madison has her date. I note that she's wearing long sleeves. She's more conservatively dressed than the other women. Sure. Yes. I mean, she could barely show an ankle. Glimpse of ankle is all Peter's going to get. Okay, so um, what? They climb to the very top of a building. Yeah, they got to climb up this building. And then, you know, they say, go big or go home. Peter says, I say we go big. <laughs> no, let's um, go home. Sure, Peter. Yeah. Actually, let's go home, Peter, because you boned those other women. I mean, we get a lot of climbing metaphors and Oh, my puns. God. So many fucking yeah. climbing metaphors. I thought I wrote some down, but you get the gist of it. It's it was, not worth it if it's not a risk. Basically, Miley Cyrus' song, The Climb. It's The Climb. Oh, okay. I definitely don't think that's how that... You, you sing it. Well, I don't know how it goes, so I'm not going to pretend like I do. <laughs> it's I'm The you sing a little... <laughs> I think that's they're singing, I've got. To Be Real. <laughs> What you think? <laughs> to be real. It's the club. <laughs> that guy's real smart. I can sing it. You okay. want me to sing yeah. it? And I, you can vouch. I have not. It's this. Okay. There's always gonna be another mountain. There's always gonna. That's all I got. Always gonna make it move. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. That's that's better. That was better than mine. Yeah. yeah, as it turns out. Well, I don't know if it was better, but it was certainly more accurate. <laughs> it was correct. Better in terms of actually sounding like the song. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they climb up to the top. Madison says, when we get to the top, I look at Peter and I feel so safe and secure. I can see Peter as the father to my kids and the man I just realized I'm in love with. And then... Oh my God! They have a for real makeout session up at the top of the yeah. building. and then they fall. It's a little sad. <laughs> yeah, it's a real sad way. That's how Peter got that scar on his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean Peter can't walk into a golf cart. I'm surprised they let him do this. Now, this would have been a really good way for him to mess up his face well, permanently. Actually, Peter can walk into a golf. All cart. All right, he walked directly into a golf cart. Um, Honest, I thought his scar looked a little worse. His wound looked a little worse this week. Just made him look rugged. Yeah, real like, tough guy. That's where he got that tough guy attitude with Victoria. Did you hear about the crocodile haunter? He, the crocodile ate my face. <laughs> I got into a fight with a dingo and yeah. then it ate my baby. <laughs> I'm the father of your child, Madison, but the dingo ate it. <laughs> Oh, all right. Yeah, I mean, she's like, I feel like I'm in love with him. Peter says, I'm in love with Madison. There's no doubt about that. And then shit hits the fan. Right, in ways that we have already discussed. Yeah. I mean, she again, she just says, like, that when she marries someone, she... That means that he's going to get all of me, body and spirit. Um, she says she doesn't expect her partner to have the same past. So I do think it's interesting that, like, she seems to be totally willing to forgive less recent transgressions. Sure. Any sex that happened more than three weeks ago is totes cool. It's from here Which on again, out. Which, again, just kind of <laughs> highlights, like, I guess that kind of makes sense. But it's also, like, why? Why, does, why is that okay? And... 
I, I don't know. It. I mean, it's the thing that a lot of... It's my beef with a lot of Christianity, which is like, okay, that seems like a really random right. rule. Here's your thing that you've picked. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and let's just make this, like, the hill that you're going to die on. And I, I don't know. I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think we've we've beaten this to death at this point. Um, but, yeah, I uh, I do think that she had a sensible point in, like, well, I don't want someone to propose to me when they've had sex with somebody else six days ago. But that's not really what her overall point was. <clears throat> I thought that was the most, um, like identifiable point in all of this well i just got really annoyed too because she says that she feels really 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 hurt and let down and then she says he knew coming into this week because i made it very clear that he could lose me if he made certain decisions and he made them anyway <laughs> you did not make no. it clear you dumb bitch yeah you did not make that clear there was nothing clear yeah. about the way that you conveyed that so <clears throat> if anything it's your fault well, and also... Blame yourself, Madison. Well, and also, okay, then leave. Again, like, if that was your red line, if that was Obama drawing a red line on Syria and then it got crossed, well, get out of there. Yeah, t- topical political and reference. And I think, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. When uh, Obama said he had a red line on the Assad using chemical weapons and then Assad used chemical weapons and Obama didn't do that much about it. Mm. Yeah. Remember that from like five years ago? Nope. When Obama was still president. we're living in the land of Trump. <laughs> That's all I know. This is Trump country now. Yeah. Do your Trump one more time. Tell Madison she's fired. Madison, listen, you did a really, really, really poor job about telling Peter how you really feel. If anyone knows communication, Madison, it's me. Madison, you weren't clear about some of the bylaws. You weren't clear about butt sex. <laughs> What about pants stuff? Over the pants stuff. What about bathing suit coverage? <laughs> what about foot stuff? <laughs> Madison, what if you just grabbed Peter a little bit? <laughs> you know, just locker room stuff. <laughs> okay, so uh, next week where we got Women Tell All and we're wrapping up this little this little tail end of this thing and then Women Tell All. And then sing aloud. What? The new show. Oh, yeah, the singing show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah oh, we've the got... music. It's a, Ooh, real... it's a musical. Oh, a music man. <laughs> it's a real barn burner. He's a music man, and he sells clarinets to the kids in the town. The fuck is that? The music man. I've never seen that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not that great. He is quiet. He is small. He is black. From his head to the tip of his tail. <laughs> so the, they're going to have a music show, and we're just going to do a musical podcast. Right. We're going to sing the whole thing. Harrison comes on set. <laughs> Everything's good in The Bachelor Show. <laughs> Life is all right in The Bachelor Show. <laughs> all right, so we'll be back for that. And then we got the seniors thing to cover. We've got... A continual bachelor experience. I can't wait to see Elise on this show. Finally, a show where she can thrive. (laughs) There's always gonna be another mountain. I'm always gonna wanna make it move. Always gonna be an uphill battle. Sometimes I'm gonna have to lose. It ain't about how fast I get there. Ain't about what's waiting on the other side.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>